Hi, it's Leon Dolan, and my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical, is out now and available everywhere. People Magazine chose it as an April pick of the month, one of the best this week, a hopeful take on commitment, they said, and an innovative story about marriage. Mmm, sounds juicy. The Marriage Sabbatical, out now, available everywhere. Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is Monica. This is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters to Go. Welcome to Satellite Sisters. We're happy to have you today. It is Tuesday, February 25th. This is the Tuesday show, so that means we're going deep on shallow subjects. I'm Leah Dolan in Pasadena, California. I'm here with my big sister, Julie Dolan, in Dallas, Texas. Julie, we are doing two shows. It's a two for Tuesday today, isn't it? <laughs> it's really pretty epic for us, Leon. but we felt like we just really had to break out our Downton Gabby season finale into its own separate pod, don't you think? Yes. Yeah, so this is the standard Satellite Sisters podcast, and then we will be posting a second show today that will be all Downton Gabby season finale. So that makes it, if you haven't caught up yet on your DVR, you can hold that season finale show. You don't have to worry that we're going to give any spoilers. This is a Downton free show from here on out. Okay. Just sit back, relax, enjoy. That's good. Exactly. Uh, All right. So coming up, I have a follow-up on uh, something Liz said on the show this week about how she has no expertise in the television business. So it's ironic that she's uh, masterminding one of the largest launches, the largest launch in TV history. And I have some thoughts from the director of people operations at Google uh, on expertise and how important that is. Julie has Tuesday trends. Uh, You claim you have the two worst parenting tips ever. If if anyone has done either of these two things to your children, I I, I want to know about it. I want to know about it. (laughs) And then I have some good news for Julie on the movie front. But first, Julie, I have to tell you, I did something last week that I do not normally do. What, you took up smoking? (laughs) What, what, Liam? Uh, it's not funny, but it would be funny. Yeah, I decided. It would be funny to see you with a cigarette. Yes, it would. Yeah. You never smoked. Never, never smoked. I smoked like one cigarette in 1981, and uh, it wasn't for me. So, no, this is uh, this is something I've done more than smoking, but less than most things. I went shopping at Whole Foods. Oh, All right. Okay. Now, I usually only shop at Whole Foods when I watch Top Chef. Like, that's that's as close as I normally get to Whole Foods. We have a big, beautiful two-story Whole Foods here in Pasadena. It's, I think I've been in there, Leon. Yeah. I think I have. I've right. shopped in your Pasadena store, but even though you don't. you don't, And you love grocery stores. I do. But it's a show place. It was actually featured when uh, Top Chef Masters was in L.A. They came, they drove out to the Pasadena one uh, to go shopping there because it is beautiful and it has one of those fancy escalators where you can roll your card on and it takes your card up to the second i i don't believe in those i know they have those at bed bath and beyond in fair city as well and those are frightening i mean escalators to begin with all people hurt themselves all the time they kill escalators kill as i often tell my children so and then the idea that you would put your shopping cart I know. And uh, so, but I was coming home. Oh, I had had spoken at a book club at Caltech and, um, which was delightful. And I was coming home and in the back of my mind, I remembered, oh, Whole Foods has $10 pizzas on Thursday. Like, (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, one of those. How is that in the back of your mind? I don't know. Like I, I like go there twice a year. So and usually we only go, my husband and I will go if we've been out to like an event somewhere and there's not enough food and we're still hungry at 10 o'clock Saturday night. You know when that happens? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. So we'll go to the fast food extravaganza upstairs. So I decide, you know what? $10 pizza sounds good on this particular Thursday. It'll be a nice treat for the kids. So, but then I go and I get sucked into the whole Whole Food shopping experience, which honestly is so exhausting, Julie. It's too... What, what, is it, what is it that lures you in at Whole Foods? Please? It's just, there is food in there that I never consider purchasing, you know, at any other time except when I'm in Whole Foods. Everything in there is food that Sheila eats. You know what I mean? <laughs> what I mean? Yes. Yes. And like it's kale laden food. No. Or it's like ninety percent of it is snack food, you know? It's not actual food food. Like it's hard to just get some turkey legs there or chicken legs because there are like twenty seven different kinds of chicken legs. What is the difference between air chilled and non air chilled? Do you Julie, you know, do you Leanne, know? It's so it's so interesting you mentioned that because I have been I've just been pondering that. I see that in my grocery store. What is and that? I just don't know which which is the best way to do. Do you want really cold chickens or just free and easy? Chickens? I, I, I don't know. know. I don't know, Leah. I'm not. I can't help you with that. So, but yes, it's, it's, it was so hard just to buy chicken legs that you just you turn to the snack aisle as a refuge and you come home with like sunflower carrot chips. And I actually <laughs> actually purchased. Yeah, that's a Sheila food. It that's, is right. I don't. I don't buy food like that. Erotic middle sister Sheila. Yeah. would eat those chips. Well, yeah. first of all. She eats chips. Okay? Right. That's a lot of a lot of chips. Think, I don't think you do that. No, I don't. I don't eat bars. I don't eat chips. Like I need bigger food at my house because I have teenage <laughs> boys, so I can't exist on snack food. And then you know, all of a sudden, I'm in like the beverage aisle, and Julie, I came out of Whole Foods with you know, I love the flavored seltzer water, just the essence. You know, zero calorie. Yes. We drink a lot of yes. that at our house. We don't drink a lot of soda, but we go through a lot of seltzer. So I bought coconut flavored seltzer. What? <laughs> what? I know Whole Food has a whole aisle of coconut stuff. <laughs> I don't is... know why. I know coconut has properties that are that's supposed to be weight reducing and all of that, but it's it's out of control. Wasn't it bad for us 10 years ago, though? Wasn't it like, please don't eat cookies because of the coconut oil or the palm oil? I, <laughs> palm I, don't, oil. I don't understand. So. It's just the same tree, Leon. It's just the palms versus the coconuts. So then I I think to myself, foolishly, like the pizza in our Whole Foods, like the bottom floor is kale and yoga clothes. You know, that's the other thing you can purchase there. And Tom's shoes. Like there's a whole wall of Tom's shoes, okay? And then you have to go upstairs where there's a meat counter, but there's also, um, we have a, a seafood like bar inside where literally a bar where people were like drinking wine and eating oysters at three in the afternoon on Thursday. And then there's the whole, like in my mind, I thought there was some really good Mac and cheese there, but I couldn't find that on either the vegan bar or the international food bar Uh, uh, or or the family. None of them 
like featured mac and cheese and and then I got distracted by the coffee and so by the time I ordered the pizzas I thought they would just have them there but no it's Whole Foods they were making them to order so then I had like 15 more minutes to kill <laughs> the oh, pizzas oh, were ready that's gonna cost you about a hundred dollars exactly in- Julie exactly Whole Foods I was like now I am gonna buy some yoga pants here because I have 15 minutes to kill <laughs> And then I saw those poor mothers who clearly had been there for eight or nine hours with their children. You know, the next thing you know, you're there, you don't leave, you're eating free samples. I mean, at one point, this woman came up to me and I'm like, oh, dang, who is she? Oh, gosh. She walked right up to me so purposefully. I'm like, I'm sure I've met her at some book club. Oh, what's her name? And she's like, would you like to sample one of my gluten-free crackers? I didn't know her, Julie. She... (laughs) But see, just in your mind, you're a Pasadena celebrity. So at any moment, people could be rushing up to you to just meet you, to talk about your books, et cetera. Yeah, I I bet that is a constant pressure for you. It is. And so I, of course, I tasted the gluten-free crackers because I had 15 minutes to kill. And then I bought them, even though I... (laughs) Uh, and they were like because you felt guilty or no i just because i had because i was at whole foods and you get whole foods brain like i walked over to the refrigerated section and i ended up buying like hand fermented sauerkraut and like you know pickles that have been fermented by elves and and i got (laughs) i got home i'm like i don't these are bread and butter pickles i don't even like those Just the whole, I had a whole cart full of things I I did not need and will never buy again. And so I just can't go in there. That is, I need a more straightforward grocery store You need the structure, Leanne, of a traditional grocery store. I I really do. I need one. Stay in the lines. Do not. It was clearly outside of your bubble. Yeah. You couldn't handle it. No. And just don't go back again. I can't go back. And now I, I can see there were people there. They have couches, like in the middle of our Whole Foods. Like they, in, You do? Yes. Couches? No, there's a whole coffee lounge set up. I, I can't even tell you. You know, they have live bands there at our Whole Foods Saturday <laughs> night. It's a giant singles scene. What, again, there's the oyster bar. There's the wine bar. There's the couches. Uh, that's not a grocery store, Julie. That's an airport or something. You know, I don't, <laughs> I don't need that. So uh, I was so embarrassed by the seltzer with coconut water. I just am leaving them in my car. I didn't even. Okay, well, I, I was going to say, what does it taste like, Leanne? It, it tastes disgusting, Julie. And. <laughs> <laughs> but I I paid like the lesson, little sister. It is. I'm not going back there. So uh, and but there you have it. It's just not my kind of thing. It's the power of persuasion. Like it is. It in is there, and you just you can't resist it. You so. can't. You can't. And then you come home with hand pickled bread and butter pickles that you have zero use for. I couldn't I, offload I them on anyone. About Trader Joe's. Now we're getting at Trader Joe's in my neighborhood in Dallas. And I'm very worried about it because I, I feel like it's the same thing that you go in there. They don't really have produce. It's not a real grocery. No, no, it's just, it's again, they have more produce than they used to, but it's, it's it's a small, right. You're going to end up buying like 26 kinds of tapenade. Yes. And chocolate covered pretzels. Right. Things that I, you know, that I don't need or shouldn't or shouldn't eat. Yes, (laughs) exactly. It is very similar. Like I I go to Trader Joe's maybe once a month because they're a cup. But if you go more than that, you start to just get Trader Joe face, which is just, (laughs) 
It's like, it's because you've eaten so much sodium, your face starts to blow up. Because you think, oh, it's Trader Joe's. It's healthy. And you Uh just, the next thing you know, you're you're just a giant sodium-laden Trader Joe face. So there you go. Okay, could you remember? (laughs) We're moving right on to our, what I'm calling our married moments. You know, you and I are the married sisters. I mean, Sheila was married at one point, but she's not now. So she's not in on this segment. But, you know, time to time, they're just... You know, you need to speak with people who are are living with partners and trying to adjust, constantly adjust. So I don't know if I shared with you that one of my New Year's resolutions was that I was not going to explain commercials to my husband anymore. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> no, don't you know. didn't. We, we had fallen into a rut. My husband travels a great deal and he really only watches news, sports, and the Born Identity uh, trilogy. That's pretty much his TV viewing things. But during the holidays when he was home a lot or during the Olympics when we were watching TV a lot, I, you know, it, it started it, or it reached a crescendo in 2013 during the holiday season. I don't know if you remember the Honda ad with Michael Bolton in it. Yeah. Do you remember seeing this? Okay. Yeah, my I wish husband... you could explain that to me. I didn't understand it either. <laughs> well, my husband did not understand that. He's like, who is that? First of all, he didn't recognize Michael Bolton. And then he said, why is he singing? And then he would say, well, what does that have to do with a Honda? I mean... And and I would try to explain what I thought was behind the ad and the campaign. And, you know, it was sort of a play on nostalgic Christmas things. And you were feeling good because you were, had your own private Michael Bolton commercial uh, concert. And that was like buying a new Honda. Again, I'm spending 20 minutes, uh, uh, you know, sort <laughs> of 60 second ad. Right. Yes. Okay. So that was it. I said, no more, no more. You are on your own in 2014. I am not going to explain a single commercial. And that was very difficult during the Olympics uh, because he had a whole bunch of commercials that he didn't like. He didn't need any explanation, but he didn't like any of the commercials that went backwards, you know, where they. Oh, yeah. And there was a lot of them. Yeah. No, I so mean, one was plenty. But yeah, I mean, he, yeah. he didn't he didn't he didn't like them. He didn't understand them. He did not like the snarky babysitter in the GM car ad. Right. Charges more. <laughs> he didn't like that. And he was just about to ask me about the BMW commercial where it's the old BMW runs into the new BMW and they rev their motors. He didn't understand that at. So my question to you, dear married sister, (laughs) is do you think I'm being too harsh on my husband or do you, I mean, he was just really struggling during the Olympics (laughs) with these commercials that he didn't understand. But I'd give him that look. I'd put up my finger. I'd say, ah, resolution, figure it out. Yeah. Feel like <laughs> right. Well, I think if it if it creates a situation, Julie, where your conversation dwindles to nothing because <laughs> because that's really the only thing you had to talk about was commercials, you might want to rethink it. But I understand because my you know, my husband doesn't like your husband knows not like one single actor or actress's yeah. name. Yeah. So right. we have a lot of that, you know, as far as he's concerned, every actress is Reese Witherspoon. You know, it doesn't <laughs> Isn't that her? Isn't that Reese Witherspoon? No, it's not. It's not Reese Witherspoon. I can't talk to you about this anymore. See, see? it's it's the same. It's the same thing. 
I think you have to find a happy medium. If he's way off in interpreting an ad where you think it's going to cause him some humiliation in the future, you might want to jump in. But otherwise, I would hold fast. See if you can get through like the Oscars and March Madness and then maybe... He's not watching Oscars. (laughs) That is so not his territory. Not unless Born Identity is winning some special (laughs) award. He he won't won't be watching that. Okay. All right. So hold the line. Yeah. But if he, if I see that he's like getting into trouble, yes. you know, like, like, right. If he's, if he starts calling like Michael Bolton, I don't know, a, a member of Kiss or something. If he, if he's way off in his just speak up, okay. Please just... save him from himself. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Uh, all right. Okay. Couple of couple of follow ups uh, from recent conversations. All right. Last week we mentioned um, that old people were sneaky, Julie. <laughs> that yes. That. They're sneaking around and they're doing things and we have to keep an eye on them. All right. So this week I was interested in a podcast that my friend, Dr. Nancy Burke was doing. You know, she does wine at nine. She has an interesting list of guests over there. And this week she was talking to Dr. Deepak Chopra. Now we have had Deepak Chopra on our show and, uh, sometimes I wonder, is he wise just because he is wise or is he wise? Because they don't quite hear him. <laughs> can't quite understand him all the time. Leanne, I'm just going to fess up. I, I, I went to a lecture uh, by Dr. Deepak Chopra. I, I sat there as intent and as alert as I possibly could be. I could not understand a single thing that he was saying. I heard the words. I could process the words. But as he put them into sentences, they made no sense to me. I, for 45 minutes, I got nothing. I could not, I could not tell you one single idea uh, after listening to him for 45 minutes. Like when but, I read stuff about him, I, I'm like, oh, yes, we should eat mindfully. We should eat healthfully. Yes, you yes. know, we should be aware when we're doing things. Yes, I understand all that. But so I was really listening hard to Nancy's podcast okay. um, yesterday. Right. And one word struck stuck with me because he's doing this online class. You can take an online class with him at grandparents.com. It's called... Oh. Uh, Ageless You or something like that. You know, it's six lessons from Deepak Chopra about all kinds of things. And at the end, you're supposed to feel ageless okay I, you, you will you'll feel you'll feel ageless because you won't have anything in your brain from what, your what's it happening what is he saying you know so is that one, talking one is, word stuck out when i heard him say you don't want to fall into decrepitude i was like decrepitude i didn't even know that was a state of being for people i thought that was just for like condemned buildings <laughs> Julie, so, we so need to do everything we can to fight decrepitude. I, I should say so. So what are the like signs of decrepitude? I, I you know, I couldn't understand. But uh <laughs> I have I don't mean to I haven't taken the class. I just I think we can it's like people who can't move. He you know, you've got to keep your brain stimulated, you've got to keep your body stimulated, you have to absorb new ideas. These were all things he was saying on Nancy's podcast. I'll put a link at satellitesisters.com if you want to listen in. I just thought um that was something we should be on guard for, Julia's decrepitude. If I feel like you're sliding into decrepitude, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell 
tap you on the shoulder. Just let you okay, know. Please, please. You got to you got to promise me, Leanne, you're going to do that. <laughs> well, you know, it was funny. Last week was my birthday. And uh, thank you all. Many li- nice birthday wishes. It is the best thing about Facebook. You're like, I am so popular on my yes, birthday. Leanne, it's it was super the, nice. It was um, ocean of love coming your way. But because you had mentioned several times me being 50, even though that's a full year off, I had a lot. <laughs> initially, I had a lot of emails like, welcome to the club. I'm like, I'm not in any club, all right? <laughs> Unless the club is called Club 49, because that's the club I'm in. <laughs> that's the club I'm in. But let's not be in club decrepitude, okay? Let's just okay. not do that. All right. Let's 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 hold on to that, Lee. And I think that's a, that's a good goal. <laughs> and then um, this week on Satellite Sisters, Liz was back from her world tour where we heard all about her, her trip with Neil deGrasse Tyson all over the world to promote National Geographic's new show, Cosmos. And Liz is the chief marketing officer for Fox International and the National Geographic Channel. And um, we had a good laugh that this was the largest launch in TV history and that Liz was in charge of it because as Liz said, I really don't know anything about TV, right? That's <laughs> so, yes. and you know, I think I can back that up. When Liz first went into TV, she called me one night, like before an interview and she said, <laughs> what are some TV shows in case they ask me? Okay. <laughs> because she basically watches the news on, t- you know, or right. C-SPAN, like that was her previous TV viewing. She doesn't watch a lot of, um, of uh written sitcoms right yeah uh procedurals that's not really liz's style so i did have to fill her in on some actual tv shows but then the very next day uh or that afternoon i read in the new york times a piece by tom friedman on the editorial page and he actually interviewed adam um let me see laszlo bach who is the senior vice president of people operations for Google. All right. God he forbid. He sounds smart with yeah. the name like Laszlo Bach. Doesn't he? Yeah. That's and God forbid they call it human resources, but he's the guy at Google that's in charge of hiring for one of the world's most successful companies. All right. So, um, so, and they were asking basically about GPA. Tom Friedman was saying, what is the GPA worth? And is that how you hire? Cause I had actually heard that about Google that they actually, you know, will only hire from certain schools and over certain GPAs. But apparently, yeah, that's where they had started. I think they just hired anyone from Stanford with the 4.0 average. You right. Go work there. So, right. but apparently they've moved off that plan now huh. uh, because as Laszlo Bach quotes, uh, GPAs are worthless as criteria for hiring and test scores are worthless. We found they don't predict, predict anything. So there you go. And actually, guess how many percentage of Google employees have no have no college degree? Um, I don't know, five percent, fourteen percent now, Julie. Really? Yeah, that means so they, they are literally hiring like nineteen year olds from you know geniuses yeah. that don't don't want to be bothered going to school, but yeah. they're programming geniuses. They've been playing video games since they were two. That right. kind of thing. Yes. So here's what he said are the five hiring attributes we have across the company. Okay, first of all, if it's a technical role, this sort of all bets are off, but because you you need to be able to code. All right. Ooh, okay, we're out. So that's a given. Just in case you were, we were thinking that was a, a right. another career for for you, Lillian. You're right. Out. So half the, half the roles in the company are coding, are technical roles. So, but for every job, the number one thing they look for is just general cognitive ability. And it's not IQ. He said it's learning ability. It's the ability to process on the fly, to pull together disparate pieces of information. 
We assess that using structured behavioral interviews that we validate to make sure they're predictive. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, well, that actually, Leanne, structured behavioral interviews have been around for a long time. Okay, what are they, Julie? Is that the open, uh, I open mean, the okay. window that's yeah. locked shut, that kind of thing? Well, it's, yeah, it's an expertise that I actually had because in a previous career, I used to do um, admissions work for business schools and we would do event or behavioral interviews. And you ask, you know, a question like, well, tell me about it, a situation when you exhibited courage or something like that. And then they have to, they have to describe a situation and you prod them along to see about their skills and their attributes uh, d during that. Or it may be, you know, a structured thing. Like they ask you to open the window and the window has been nailed shut. Okay. okay. What do you do in that situation? Or they, uh, you're sitting in their office and the phone rings. Uh, they have left the office and the phone rings, what do you do? Do you pick up the other person's phone? Um, uh, it's he's on the other line saying, why did you answer my phone? Or if you don't answer the phone, <laughs> really? if you don't answer the phone, then they come back in and, well, why didn't you answer my phone? You know, so uh, those can be situations like that. But yes, it sounds, it's, I'm glad they do that because I'm sure they get a lot of applicants for e each job they have there. They should be good at what they do, you know, picking out good people. Okay, so the second attribute they're looking for is leadership. And he said, it's not the traditional leadership. We don't care if you were president of the chess club or vice president of sales and how quickly you got there. We don't care. Here's what they do care about in terms of leadership. When you're faced with a problem and you're a member of a team, do you at the appropriate time step in and lead? And just as critically, I liked this part, do you step back and stop leading when you've stopped being effective? Would you let someone do that? What's critical to be an effective leader in this environment is that you you have to be willing to relinquish power. Okay. So that's, you know, that's it is two sides of leadership. And I think a lot of people think leadership is just one side. Like this is the way we're going to do it. Okay, two other things they look for, humility and ownership. So they look for a sense of responsibility and a sense of ownership to step in. Like you own the idea basically is what they want you to feel like at, at Google. You own it, you own your idea and you have to fight for it. But if the idea succeeds, it's not because you thunk it up. So that's, you know, that's it. And then, um, the dog, who's at the door? Cause the dog is, the dog wants in. I know she's, it's again, it's just the one dog that walks by my house 10 times a day. So, uh, there you go. You need to have a big ego and a small ego in the same person at the same time, which I thought was interesting, but here's the attribute. They look the least important attribute and it's expertise. All right. So we were joking with about Liz, like having no expertise in the, in the TV business. But as you look at all those skills up above, I would think Liz has all those things, right? Humility, yes. ownership, yes. leadership, you know, can she think on the fly? Yes. yes. Expertise. So if you take someone who's smart, basically a high cognitive ability with who's curious, who's willing to learn, has emergent leadership skills, and you hire them as an HR person or finance, and they have no content knowledge, and you compare them with someone doing one thing and is a world expert, the expert will go, oh, I've seen this a million times and this is what you do. But the non-expert will most likely come up with the same answer because, as Bach said, and I love this quote, most of the time, it's just not that hard. <laughs> When you're a genius, when, Leanne, it's when, not that hard. But that's, but, I think that was the point, like, with Liz. Like, okay, she didn't know anything about the TV business, but it 
She doesn't have to code. I mean, it's just the TV business, you know. Yeah, she's not running. She's not running the camera, right? Or she's right. not editing or anything like she's that. She's not landing something on Mars. It's just TV versus shoes or radio or the other things she's managed to market. But I love that quote. Like you know, it's just not that hard. No, I know, but that that that's that sort of Google humility. Yeah. Fake. You think it's fake? It's false? It's bogus? Because I think I think that actually tortures potential applicants to read something like that with those sets of attributes. Because then it's like, well, what should I major in? You know, I mean, I guess, can I be an English major? You know, and you want me in a business setting? Or, you know, it it's not... It's so ethereal, it almost it makes it harder for people to prepare for a career like that. I mean, if he had gone, if he had, if Laszlo had said, well, you know what, if you really wanted to learn programming, that would be a good thing to know because our company is built on programming. And if you want to understand some of the, you know, underlying connections of what, what our company does, that having some technical knowledge might be very helpful. I mean, I don't think what he just said is very helpful. I think it actually just <laughs> confounds and tortures people, you know, and it just confirms that you're never, ever, ever going to get a job at Google unless you have a 4.0 from Stanford. So despite what he said in the very first line, that right. it does exactly, exactly. Because surprisingly, Leon. All the 4.0s from Stanford, they have all of these attributes as well. They're yeah, that may be or... true. Yeah. That yeah. may be true. That may be true. Well, when Liz and I were up in uh, San Francisco a couple weeks ago, of course, we drove through the Googleplex because we had some free yes. time. And it is fun. I mean, it's a huge, the Googleplex is huge, takes up a lot of area. But it was lunchtime and it was a beautiful day. And, you know, they may be 4.0s and have all these attributes, but they also have these awesome bikes, Julie, <laughs> that they just let them ride around on. And they're painted all the different colors of the Google logo. Yes. So they're just those basic you know, zero, no speed bikes, you know, no gear bikes, but it was fun to see the Googlers riding around on their bikes. And I certainly enjoyed the movie, The Interns. I don't know if you've ever saw that. I haven't seen it. You might want to see it now because that's all about getting a job at Google, which is essentially what, uh, what Laszlo said. Uh, so he must've seen the movie too, because that's, uh, was sort of the plot of it that they had to work up these situations and be creative and be part of a team and be humble and be super smart. Oh, all right. Well, maybe okay. we will and, rent it now. Maybe okay. we will rent so it now. You should definitely rent that. So, but again, I would stick, listen to me, young people, stick, keep working, <laughs> take that, don't drop that uh, computer programming course, you know, Laszlo, Laszlo may be gone in another year, Leon. So. <laughs> Okay, just, uh, just some happy news, Lee. And speaking of the tech world, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, today it was announced that there was a fatal blow to the virtual currency, Bitcoin. Did I did to... see that. I, did you what, I, I just saw it on the crawl. What happened to Bitcoin, the fake, real fake currency? Yes. Well, it's just great news that there possibly was a theft of, of seven, 740,000 units of that Bitcoin thing, okay? And it's gone. So now the whole Mount Gox, which was one of the major currency sites, it's collapsingly and it's going to go into bankruptcy. So I think it's just good news because I didn't really ever have a handle on what what that yeah. was anyway. So I'm not surprised that it was, it was stolen and it's going to crumble. You hadn't started um, accepting Bitcoin as pay payment for your babysitting services, Nana? No, no, no Hannah has not. <laughs> Hannah has not. 
All right, Leanne, well, we have to move on to Tuesday trends, and I want to start with just some excellent news. It's all about breakfast, Leanne, that there is a breakfast war going on, and I want to know if you want in on it. Today, Taco Bell announced that they are going to get into the breakfast business, and they're going up against McDonald's, you know, which has the ever-popular Egg McMuffin. Mm. And and deservedly so. It's a fantastic breakfast product. I I love the Egg White Delight. I love it. They're good. I love the sausage biscuit. (laughs) And their coffee is really good. I I know. I know. It's all good there. Okay, but Taco Bell is moving in. Yeah, okay. They have a waffle taco. Have you heard this? It's a waffle around a sausage or bacon with scrambled eggs and cheese. Mm. And so it sounds pretty good. See, it sounds bad to me. I don't like the sweetness of a waffle, uh, you know, messing around with my sausage or bacon. I don't like that. But it's aimed at young males. So it's for your sons, you know, uh, on their way to work, on school, will they go get a waffle taco? Yes, no, 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 they would know. First of all, they just would never go to Taco Bell. So that, that's, that's something they, we live in the land of tacos. So you really have to be on the outer fringes to go to Taco Bell. I I have never, (laughs) you can get like the best tacos in the world everywhere here. So you don't need to go to Taco Bell for any reason. So, but uh, you know what, Julie, there was a, there is a, a chain of restaurants here. It's one restaurant now, but we've been to it in Orange, California, that serves everything on a waffle. It's kind of a Belgian waffle. And oh. we did have breakfast there a couple weeks ago, and it was fantastic. It was, it was like ham and cheese waffles, and it Ooh. was just really good. So I'd, I would reserve judgment on things on waffles because I was surprised how delicious. <laughs> This whole waffle concept was to me. It was okay. fantastic. Well, maybe, maybe it's going to be a big hit, the waffle. It yeah. starts at the end of March. Look forward to it. All right, Starbucks. This is going to be like the biggest loser, Leon. I know it already because yeah. I have seen it and experienced it. Boulangerie. Do you have this in your neighborhood yet? At we your ha- yeah, they, they pretend it's better food because they call it a French name. That's yes. right. Yes. It's That's supposed to be French and yes. authentic. They yes. have pink aprons. There's little bits of lace. I just think it's completely jarring with the whole Seattle cold, wet, strong black coffee motif that they have at Starbucks to introduce boulangerie. I agree, Julie. I just don't. I don't buy it. I don't get it. It, it just, It's like, you know what? The Starbucks should just go back to having like granola in the morning and those big like carrot muffins like it should be more seattle food you know yes yeah it should yeah. be right what are those like oat bran blueberry that's it that's all we need it's fine i know okay. i don't get it so that is going to be a big failure but uh that's you heard it here first okay. so uh, okay now we're going to move on to mattresses and this is this is the part of the tuesday trends where I just want your input as to whether or not you would actually like this product and you can see this product, uh, you know, sort of catching on. And that is the Sleep Number X12 Sleep Monitoring Bed, Liam. This is new to the market. And what it has is, okay, Sleep Number beds, you know, essentially are air mattresses, right? That you can- Oh, I didn't know that. I'm not, we have like a thousand year old mattress, so I'm not- not up on mattress technology. Okay, so they're essentially air mattresses that you can turn up or down for relative firm- firmness. 
uh, for your, you know, your individual sleep number. I've never slept on them, but people, I guess people like them. Well, now they have this advanced one, the X12, Leon, uh-huh. and what it includes is an algorithm. So it can calculate your heart rate and your breathing rate and provide you with this information uh, uh, when you wake up in the morning, like what your sleeping oh. heart rate was. Is this something that you want in a bed product? No. I mean, I can see once, like once you might go, oh, that's interesting, but that sounds so medical. And I mean, I can see our brother, Jim, who wants to live to be 120. Yeah. I, <laughs> I can see, yes, he does. I can see him like monitoring his, his sleeping heart rate. Like that would be really important to our brother, Jim, you know, and then he would adjust his Greek yogurt consumption based on. You know, his sleeping heart rate. Dial it up and dial it down. Okay. Okay. How about you? Would you want to do that? No. Why? No. 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 I just, just, I'd like to know the hours that I've slept because I rarely sleep at night. So that would be Does it tell you that? No. No, you know that? You can calculate that yourself. Oh, it was up from two to five. So. (laughs) So anyway, but Sheila might like it. I can see that it might work into her, you know, sort of. Sort of is like a freedom bed, sort of, Leon, that you could, you know, uh, sort of calculate your hot flashes or, you know, if it had like temperature monitoring, it might it might provide some some input that she she would like. And it's gluten free, okay. presumably. So she enjoys yes. that, too. OK, jewelry. Here's a trend in jewelry that I actually think might uh, catch on that it is um, you can get this either as a bracelet or a brooch, but it's a sensor, Leon. Uh, in the shape of a gemstone that will monitor the, a skin's UV exposure over time. Oh, well, that See, sounds interesting to me. That I mean, you know, you live in sunny California. Right. You know, you, uh, it, you, it should be something, you know, you put sunscreen on every day. Right. But this would actually tell you. You know how that is? Some you're like, ooh, I think I got a lot of sun today. Right. This would, this would uh, tell you. Right. Again, I, I don't know if I'd need it every day, but occasionally it would be good to really get a gut check on how much UV did I actually take in. So again, it all depends on what it looks like though. If it's a big giant chunky cuff, I don't really need that. (laughs) I have no idea what this gemstone is going to look like. Just the concept. So we got a thumbs up. Functional jewelry. Okay. Okay. Here's the next one. So you, everybody knows what Kickstarter is. Okay. That you, this is the, you know, sort of the crowdsourcing funding site. Uh, but here there's a new one called uh, Contributoria. Have you heard about this? No. Okay. It lets users back what they'd like to read and commission features that then get published on the site. So think of sort of Kickstarter for magazine stories. Got it. I think you should get all over this one later <laughs> because you hear the part about money and yeah. pay. That right. would be good for you. Sister. That would be good. It would be good for any working writer who's trying to actually make a living as a working writer. Although this sounds interesting to me because there was just a story that I thought, oh, I would like to get, I would like someone to do an investigative report on that. But no, I, and it was like an Olympic story, but I thought, oh, that's kind of an interesting, you know, behind the scenes sort of thing. I'd like to get more information on that. I can't recall what it was. But I can kind of see that now that or or you have ideas like you think something fishy just happened, uh, you know, with your school system or with a hospital or with this or that. And you'd like an investigative journalist on it. That would be good. It'd be excellent. Okay, Okay, that's what I think that this site or a site like this could really save 
the whole, you know, save all you writers. Save investigative journalism. Yeah. Yeah. Let's hope. Okay. Last one is a fashion one. And the quote on this item was millennials want them and everyone older needs them. High rise denims, Leon. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Bad. It's bad news for us. Bad news for us. I, what, they want the millennials? Yes, millennium, millennials. Because they wear them ironically? I. Who knows? Who can understand a millennial, Leon? I don't know. I don't know. I'm I, raising them. I don't understand them. <laughs> right. Well, well right. you know, every generation is entitled to their denim faux pas, right? I mean, we've all, you know, we've all gone through them, you know. I admit to you know to mom jeans and and on those denim over, overalls. So yes. and now this the millennial generation can look back twenty five years ago. What were we thinking when we put on those high rise denims yeah. in twenty fourteen? So good luck to them. That's what okay. I say. Have their moment. <laughs> we are not. We're not going there. No, right? you're on your. I own. don't think we need them. Why yeah. do we need them to keep our to keep They're our... just more coverage, Lee. Okay. Rather than low-rise skinny jeans, you know. Yes, there should just... be. But somewhere between the low-rise skinny jean and the high-waisted denim, there's a happy medium. Okay. Don't you think? Yes, yes. Okay, Leanne, are we on to now what I think are, what I, I now believe these are the two worst parenting tips I've ever read. Yes, And please. I read them on, on the website buzzfeed.com. Oh, I that's the best. Because they always have cute. <laughs> cute dogs that's why yeah. i go there really they have cute animals you know yes. that's that is my main motive but i was sort of snooping around on that site and these are called parenting hacks which i don't even understand that term but i guess they you're they're using the word hack like it's a tip or something the name of the I article i don't know either I, i'm the name of the article was best parenting hacks right. and these were all tips on things that you could do sort of repurpose things you know, to help you in the parenting area. So the first one was you're supposed to take your, your, your toddler, your baby, your infant that you are giving a bath to in a bathtub. And you know, the problem with, with that is the little floaty toys, they float away from the baby. Okay. Right. That's so annoying. Okay. So what you do, Leon, is you take your laundry basket, your plastic laundry basket, you put it in the tub and you put your baby and the toys in the plastic laundry basket and whoa, <laughs> no more, no more toys floating away. Do you ever, do you know any parent who's ever done that? No, I don't, no, no, <laughs> no one would ever do that. I, I just don't believe that. Okay. Here's the second, and they had all sorts, some of the other tips, you know, they put a hook on the back. Oh, of, yeah, there's a whole website, Julie, called parenthacks.com. I know. What is supposed it, to be like, oh, duh, obvious tips. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Forehead got... smackingly smart tips. All yeah. right. Okay. So I mean, I had never heard the, okay, here's the one though, that, that, you know, the problem with, you know, children going to sleep at night, still in the diapers and they soak through the diapers. Yes. Okay. So what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to take your maxi pad and put it in the baby's diaper. Oh, please. That... Ooh, <laughs> ooh, that's like so psychologically wrong, you know? It's it just is. like so jarring that you would do that, you know? So and I, I don't believe any parent has ever done that. I don't believe that. <laughs> well, hold fast to that, Julie. Hold fast to that belief. <laughs> I, I hope not. I hope not. And if you've done it, I want to know why. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I don't want to know. I don't want to hear from you. I don't want to, I don't want to know that someone we know. 
I don't, yeah, I don't want to know that. I don't want that picture. I don't want that picture <laughs> in my mind. So. All right, let's talk. Better picture, better picture. Um, okay, okay. Julie, yeah. I have good news for you. I know you were a big fan of the Lego movie. Yes. It's still crushing it at the box office. So there's no surprise that they have announced that Lego Movie 2 will be coming in like 2016. So hold on to your hats because there will be another one. So there uh, you go. Well, I'm happy to hear that, Liam. You'll enjoy it. I know that. We'll get there. We're going to get there this weekend, I think. We have a lot going on. We have robotics. You know, he's Colin is is uh, is preparing for the state championships in, robo- in robotics. Wow, Liam. Yeah, we're That's going scary. going to the state championships in a couple weeks. Driving up to up to Northern California. So um, they did a. This was I laughed out loud when I got the email from his coach, robotics coach. It said robotics scrimmage this weekend. Like I just. <laughs> I never so thought of it robot, like that. Your robot takes on my robot. Yeah, that's kind of, yeah. They were just scrimmaging. You know, it wasn't a big fancy competition. They were all just practicing. So, uh, yeah, so we had a robotic scrimmage this weekend. So, so uh, and so he's obviously ready for Google. Like, that's why you were reading the Google article. Yeah, oh, no, again, I do remind you, only kid of robotics doesn't really enjoy math. So I don't, and doesn't know how to code. So the other kids on the team, though, they are. But Colin can drive. He can drive the bot, and that's important. Um, so what do you got going this week? It's Oscar week, Julie. I... I can't even turn my mind over fast enough from the Olympics and the disturbing image of that crying bear to move on <laughs> to move on to Oscar week. Are you doing anything in preparation? I mean, it's almost too late to see any more movies, but have you have you thought that through? Well, I, I did, Leon. I, I found it very jarring on the Sunday show when Liz even mentioned it I did too. TV it Oscars. shocked me. I was like, well, what are you talking about? It can't possibly be. So I did print out best movie, you know, nominees for the Oscars to see sort of what I've seen. Wolf of Wall Street, American Hustle, Captain Phillips, that, and Gravity. That was, uh, but I have not seen Philomena, Nebraska, Dallas Buyers Club, Her, you know, I didn't want to go see, and 12 Years a Slave. I didn't I know you saw Wolf of Wall Street. Yes, I did, Leah. Oh, yes. I didn't I didn't think that. Oh, wow. What did you I think of that? It. Oh, I enjoyed it. Okay. Because my son much. said, Mom, don't go. You're not going to like it. That's what he told me. So, all right. Well, I can understand from a son's perspective, <laughs> he would not want his mother. You wouldn't want to. It's it's the image of this of you seeing the same thing. Yes. Okay. He's just he is 18. There's I couldn't stop him from going. So, yes. uh, there you have it. Yeah. All right. So, you're just, you're not going to go I see anymore? I, I, just, I, I just can't go see... Well, her, I don't want to see. Yeah. I, I just don't think I'm going to fit. I, I'm just going to throw all my weight around the movies that I've actually seen. That's the way to do it. And hope yeah. that they win all the awards. That's <laughs> that's all I can do. That's the way to do it. And make a good dip. That's it. <laughs> yeah. I have no, I can't What's, believe What are you going to do? Yeah, I can't believe it. it. No, I'm way behind. I, I don't know how I got so far behind this year. I don't know what happened at Christmas. Usually we go to a lot of movies. It didn't happen. There are some that are still available. I'd kind of like to see Philomena only because I think it may be a dark horse in a couple of categories. But, and that gravity, you know, Liz told me don't go because of the uh, claustrophobic uh, thing. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I wouldn't, I said to my son, I'd like to see it if I could see it at home where I could walk away at any time. Like if I, if it gets too intense, I could just walk into the next room. So I don't have any plans. I, I don't know what. We have a lot going on between now and then. So uh, as usual in a busy household. So I'll probably just, um, you know, we don't even do a, a Oscar poll anymore. So uh, 
I, don't, I have no skin in the game this year. No skin in the game at all. But well, I'll... it sort of frees you up to enjoy the uh, the, the the presentation then. Like, exactly. Because you don't have a favorite. Exactly. It's, I won't be disappointed in any way. All right. Uh, we are the Satellite Sisters. You can always find us at SatelliteSisters.com. Um, you know, you can join our Facebook groups or you can email us. Liz has the email um, sign in. So good luck <laughs> if you don't hear back. Uh, it's because Liz lost the account uh sign in again but, it's nothing personal yeah don't, yeah don't take it personally uh we are going to post down abby as a separate show so uh you are free to go about your day and if you want to carry on look for down abby as a separate podcast a reminder that um stitcher is a great way to listen to our show and you can find all 400 episodes plus there you know we've done you know we have 400 episodes 400 yes yeah, no, I'm always shocked. So, uh, you know, if you just feel free to to carry on. There's 400 of them uh, available at Stitchers and at Stitcher and iTunes. And uh, don't forget, call your satellite system.